right. Welcome to Conversation with a Cancer. This is episode 15. I am your cancer. And today I have a wonderful guest. You know, one of my favorite things about doing my podcast is interviewing people that I really am unfamiliar with and getting to know about their lifestyle, who they are as a person and what they're doing with this life. So today is someone that I just, uh, I follow her on Twitter, but one day I saw her post a link to her Instagram and I went to her Instagram I'm like oh she's interesting let me reach out to her so I would like to introduce Lil D Lil D say hello to the people well hello I'm Lil D uh how you doing I'm a <laughs> I'm a Capricorn but cancer is out cool or whatever <laughs> radio personality author community activist speaker mm. mentor businesswoman entrepreneur and shit talker okay hey and that's important to be a shit talker that's important to be a shit talker so first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. As soon as I finished rolling, it's Jay. But no, I'm good. <laughs> I woke up today. I'm refreshed. The first thing I did was take my 90 seconds to think about what I'm grateful for. It's a good day. Mm, 90 seconds to think about what you're grateful for. I'm gonna have yeah, to try. I like to list five things. Like the first thing I do when I wake up is close my eyes and think about what I'm grateful for right now. So many times you wake up with an alarm or some shit and you're just like, oh, gotta go, gotta go. No, mm-hmm. relax. You got 24 hours in a day. Take a minute and a half to go, shit, I'm just grateful my car worked because my last car was a piece. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, take some time to be grateful that you got food to go eat for breakfast today because some people don't. It's a lot of people who don't. It's a lot of people who do and still don't. But, you know. Mm. So, So we are, I guess we can say we're still in a pandemic, even though it's opened up here in Ohio. Um, how are you dealing with, how have you dealt with the pandemic since it started and up until this point right now? Well, you know, Texas wide open too. So when it first started, it affected my business because, you know, I do radio, but I work outside. So, and the club's open. I ain't hosting it. I actually had a Mother's Day event coming up right before they closed the state. I'm talking, I had the food, the venue, literally the speakers, everything was done and I couldn't do it. Wow. It, wow. it, kinda, it messed up every event that I had for last year. But what it forced me to do was go in the house. And last year, mentally, it was the best year of my life. It's the best thing I could have done for myself. I meditated more. And I came out of it with such an amazing understanding of who I am and how, like, the little D brand is cool. But who I am when I wake up in the morning is more important. And once you get that understanding, your whole life changed. So mm. last year was great for me. This year, now that things are kind of more open, um, I, I hosted something Sunday and I'm getting more like, you know, I'm starting to get back booked again. So shit going cool. Last year did what it was supposed to do for me. Mm. I just, you're the first person who said something like that. Like it did what it's supposed to do for you. You know, most people, we all respond the same. Like we're just dealing with it, how we're dealing with it. But Texas has been open for a minute though. Y'all been open since like what? Listen. Since February, March? Our governor got on, rolled his ass on TV and was like, it's time to open Texas. It's like, that shit sound good, but people dying. What the fuck's wrong with you? It's like, you want to open the city, but it's like, okay, let's say you own a bar. And let's say you got COVID. So you're very weary about going back to work. But now they said you got to. That means you ain't getting no more unemployment. So you don't have a choice but to risk your life. Regardless of how you feel about COVID and whatever, at the end of the day, people die. And if you don't feel safe, that's your right. But now the governor is just saying, well, go to work or be poor. Mm. Our governor is the dumbest. I don't give a shit that I'm being recorded. That's a stupid motherfucker, bro. Governor Abbott is dumb as fuck. You don't know one governor in a wheelchair who will make a law that says social workers are allowed to discriminate against people based on sexual orientation and physical disability. Like, your ass not physically disabled. Wow. You got to be a stupid pretentious motherfucker to continue to if shit goes down they will run your ass over and leave you there you can't run what you gonna do those not your friends but anyway texas <laughs> is opening back up so um i am starting to do more events and i've got some some stuff planned for later this year so it's it's going well but yeah i just believe everything happens on purpose i and- absolutely agree with that everything does happen on purpose because it's crazy to say, but were we supposed to be sat down? Like, do, were we doing too much as a society that we needed to be sat down? Like, do I needed it because we were all moving so fast, and everybody's chasing that 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 goal, that that income, that desire that they have, and you, you know, remember what's important. Mm-hmm. You I, can 
come out of it remembering that everything you need is inside of you. Mm, mm. I think a lot of people then couldn't handle being told what to do. You know, a lot of people's like, why well, I got to wear a mask? Why well, I got to sit down? Like we're all doing it. It's not you in particular. So I think like a lot of people didn't have, they don't know what it's like to be. Oh, you mean white people? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. White but, people having the audacity. The white people just want to struggle. They want to so badly be oppressed because they want to fit in. Black people want, white people want to be black. Look at their lips, their hips, their asses, Pilates. So badly. Um, baby so hairs. Badly. They want to be black. And that's not even a racist statement. That's just the fucking truth. And so they will never know what it's like to be black and be oppressed and real life worry if you're going to die because of how you were born. And so now here's the one chance we get to, wait a minute, you're going to tell me what to do? Well, that's not fair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take so that's what water fountains to drink out of. Hell no, it's not fair. Put a fucking mask on, you dipshit. Like, it's not even that hard. I remember when it's they was like, like, take away my First Amendment. I'm like, I don't know if you read what your rights are, because ain't nobody taking away your rights. Then nobody say you can't do what you want. You just got to wear a mask while you do it. And why is that even hard? It's like, <laughs> like I, I, I take care of my body. I'm not worried about it. But at the end of the day, a 90-year-old might not. And if I get a cold, I could give her the flu. That's all the fuck wearing a mask is. Do your part to care about somebody else. But people don't care about other people. People don't. And here we are. They be unhinged so fast. So let's talk about how this all started for you. You know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was the how, the where, the why. So you wake up one day and you say, you know what? I'm going to choose not to struggle anymore. I want to succeed, but I want to have my own brand. I want to branch. I want to do radio. I want to put on shows. Like, where did all that come from? Where did that start from for you? Uh, I wanted to be a rapper. Um, I'm talking, I was doing mixtape shows, all that. And that's how radio started. Um, in the 12th grade, the Night Jack and Shreveport used to have Freestyle Friday. And so I called in, I won like nine weeks straight. I'm, I'm killing everybody, just bar after bar after bar, barcode. And um, he had my number because he would call me when it was time for me to rap or whatever. And when I got to college, he was just like, hey, you want to be on my show? And I was like, I guess. And 16 years later, <laughs> Here we are. But that's how I got started. He taught me everything I knew. Uh, shout out to Jay Tech. He, <laughs> he kind of threw me to the wolves. Like, I got there, and I'm thinking, shit, I can rap. Like, it's whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, big, big shit. I'm 19. And what he does, though, is I'm very shy. Like, I couldn't... I can rap, but outside of that... Right. And so the first day, he was like, all right, here go some headphones. You're going to talk in that mic. And, you know, you just want to amplify your voice, blah, blah. Hold on a second. The Big Station, 99.7, KMJJ, Shreveport, Sip Hop, and R&B leaders, Jay Tech, and the Get Crunk Committee, got Lil D in the building, Lil D, what up? And for four hours, all I said was, I'm chilling. Because <laughs> you're so it, was it was the worst, longest four hours of my life. It got to the point where people thought that we were sleeping together, and that's why I was on the show. Um, people said all type of mean shit to me. My first mm. air checks session we were like in a staff meeting and they will play a part of your show and then critique you i've been here for three weeks i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and they were like well when you come on you sound great and then when little d started talking it's like <sighs> and it's like bro like they made me cry it was bad Damn. it was really bad they didn't respect me because who am i i didn't go to school for this i don't have a passion to do radio i just want to rap and i'm trying to be ludicrous and make my mixtapes in the back and so they right. were just like yeah why is she here and when I realized I didn't fit, I was like, no, nah, I'm about to do this shit. Y'all got me fucked up. You don't get to hurt my feelings and tell me I suck at some shit. And so I really started to learn. Let me listen to other. That's when I started to like love it. You know, let me listen to other people. What does she sound like in Atlanta? What does she sound like in Las Vegas? What is she doing in Chicago? And I still do that now. But that's what really sparked it. Like, no, I think I, I'm good at this. Hmm. And from radio, I was always told if you do radio, you got to have more than one hustle. And so once you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm good enough at radio to where I might can host a club. Then you start grabbing that mic and hosting clubs. But then it's like, okay, clubs are cool, but you know, I'm not 22 anymore. Now I want to do some other shit. Now you can throw an event and it just grows and grows. And you start learning what other skills you have. I've been writing longer than I've been doing anything. So of course I wrote a book. <laughs> but like you just, you just, you learn your skill set. The more you, the better you know yourself, the easier it is to develop your side hustles and things that can grow with your brand. 
So, like you said, it was it was rough for you. You were shy. He threw you to the wolves. Like, so mm -hmm. the whole process, was he helping you get better or was he was just like, just come on, keep coming back, just keep coming well, back? Well, he was helping, but he's me. Well, he's not mean, but he's he's nice for a radio personality. But I ain't do radio, so I ain't know that yet. Mm -hmm. um, and so, let's, like, if, I, if I'm on air and I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was cool. We get off air and he'd be like, no one will be more excited than you about what you talk about. If you sound like you bored, why the fuck would I care? Mm -hmm. And he'd tell me just like that because I'm a Capricorn. I'm mean anyway. But like he ain't hold back. And so I learned everything. Wasn't no holding my hand at all. But that's the best way to learn, if you ask me. Yeah, I think hands-on is the only way to learn. I mean, you can read a book, of course. Let me not say don't read or don't do the work to learn. But I think the best mm -hmm. way to learn is hands-on because someone teaching mm -hmm. you and you actually doing this, the best way to learn. But that's- and college don't teach you radio unless you go to this uh, Howard or Gramlin. Those are the only schools I know of in the country where you might actually learn radio. Mm -hmm. So- College is awful. They don't teach them kids now. I agree with that. We can get into that too. So let's let's- uh, you said something else that was important to me. You said you had a staff meeting where people were putting you down. So what what motivated you before, you know, getting better at it to just be like, you know, maybe this is not something to do? Because, you know, sometimes, like you said, you're shy and you're getting put down and these people are talking bad about you. What motivated you to come back to work the next day? Like, dang, I got to keep getting better and hearing them put me down till I get better. You know, it's wild. I only did it because he asked me to. And he was such a big brother to me that I didn't want to give up. But also, I was so used to being put down, it didn't bother me. Mm. Sad mm. as that sound, um, mm. it didn't bother me. Well, us us black people, kids, children, men, adults, women, children, baby, we all know where we grew up, we talked about each other. That was funny, does you know, the dozens cracking on each other, going back and mm -hmm. forth. So most of us, you know, we had that, you know, and when you get around people who didn't have yeah. that, you'd be like, you're just going to let them say that about you. So I can understand completely what you mean by. Like, I was bullied. I got I was the ugly kid in school. I was the hoe in school. I was the, you know, she's smart. She can rap, but you like her? You think she cute? Ugh, a flip rose type shit. Mm. And so getting to radio was like, it was just like more of it. Like, for me, it was weird coming to Dallas and people going, I love your hair. I love your skin complexion. You what? You like it. Like, that shit. It was weird to me to get a compliment. Mm -hmm. So for them to say that shit about me, it was, it just, honestly, it just added on to more reasons why my self-esteem was low. It was like confirmation to me. Like, well, all right, fuck it. I guess I'm not cute, but whatever. I'll figure out something in life. At least I'm smart. I remember the first time uh, someone told me they like my skin and it just blew my mind because I'm like, you know, I'm dark, right? Like, no one mm -hmm. tell, tells me that. And I was like, that was my first time seeing someone who just genuinely appreciated me for what I look like. And I was like, okay, this is different. This is new to me. It's going to take some time. So I I completely know what you yeah. mean by that. Wow. I've experienced the worst colorism in Ohio, mm. in Columbus, actually. Mm. It was it was awful. Like, I was always a, you know, nappy-headed black-ass girl or whatever. But when I got to Columbus, there was a Facebook thread about how ugly I was. Like, some oh. dude was like, man, I just saw Lil D in person and what the fuck? And then all the comments. I know, she was ugly as fuck. And somebody was like, well, I don't know what she looked like. So they posted a picture of me. And then, so, and of course, they chose the worst picture ever. But somebody else came back and was like, God damn, she ugly as fuck. And one of the people who commented was a mom of one of the kids I'm into it. Wow. That fucked with me. Wow. And, and even you if you don't think I'm a pretty, this No, this was college. This was college. college. Okay. This was no no Columbus. This was 2016. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I couldn't um, I couldn't imagine. It's I was so used to it by then. In Cleveland, people used to people used to comment on the station's Instagram to go, you ugly at Lil D on air to make sure I saw it. Like I'm hosting the club and I post a picture of me in a dress at the club, meet me at Anatomy downtown, whatever. You ugly at Hey man. How what does that do for you? Like, yeah. So that's wild. Cause I know when I was younger, I probably would have done some not to that degree, but like if my friends was teasing somebody, I would just tease them just because my friends are doing it. But I don't ever think we ever went that crazy. 
and grown. Like yes, in 2016, was... I was 30. <sighs> the fuck? <laughs> uh, half of that though, we don't like to admit this, but people see you the way you see yourself because for the last, what, two or three years, I don't think anyone's called me ugly. And if they have, I ain't seen it. All I hear is how pretty I am, how y'all, I love your skin, you glowing, I love your energy, you so beautiful. And it's because mm-hmm. I know that shit now. When you say it to me, I'm not shocked. I'm not going, really? I'm like, thank you. Because I know I look, I'm cute as fuck. Like, and that changes everyone else's energy. So as much as I can say, oh, Columbus was terrible. I know that I didn't love myself as much as I should have when I was in Columbus. And that's what people saw. It's easy to pick on someone who's weak. But also, in, in actuality, someone shouldn't just see something they don't like about yeah, you. Say it. You know, like, that's unnecessary. Like, as ugly as I was, I was winning in them ratings. So you listening. Right, right. And if right. I make you laugh, let that be enough to not go on Instagram to talk about how ugly I am. What the fuck is wrong with you? Do you not like yourself very much? Because if I'm going to shit on someone, it's something in me I don't like about me that's going to make me shit on you. That's too much energy, too much time and effort that I'm putting in on it you. Is. You, you don't know? like yourself. That's why you shitting on me. Yeah. And I just think like it's radio. You're not there to see me. You're there to listen to me. What are you worried about how I look? You think so? I told them niggas in 2006, I'm like, bro, looks matter. And they were like, you sound dumb. Well, here we are. <laughs> I told them back then, I'm like, like, I think back then it was MySpace and Facebook. But I'm like, I'm telling you, like, we need to be, okay, okay, just watch. Looks don't fucking matter. Now we got Instagram, Snapchat, all that shit. FaceTime, uh, Zoom. I know what more people on the radio look like than I ever have in my life. I'm like, oh, exactly. I didn't picture you looking like that. Like, wow. You tell me I, look, I sound tall. You sound I'm tall. Five feet, I'm five feet and a quarter inch. You five foot even? I would have yeah. never And a quarter. You. In my quarter. I would have said five four yeah. or five five. I want to say Not five, a chance. Five. I can't reach the peephole <laughs> on my door. Wow. I use a footstool for my closet shelves and my top cabinets in my kitchen. <laughs> Just to see through the peephole? <laughs> yeah, I can't see it at all. Like I will, I can't see through the people. You need to get your like ring. now. You know, I you need to get your ring doorbell so you could just look on your phone. I really like me stop bullshit. I was supposed to do it like a year ago. It's lazy, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm really short. I'm the same height as my no, my 13 year old cousin's taller. Yeah, mm. So, G I R L grinding in real life. So. Explain that to me, because, I mean, I have common sense. I know what grinding in real life is, but explain it. Let the people know. I started in Cleveland. Um, I wanted to have a thing. Everybody had, had like, you know, a thing. And this one does stuff for breast cancer, and she does this. For, and I was like, well, what do I like? And honestly, the, the thing I like more than anything is mentoring girls. And so I was like, I remember I was at the radio station. I was talking to uh, Sam Silk, who worked there. And I was like, man, I'm part-time here. I'm not popular, like... I'm, I'm broke. Like, what, what can I do? And he stopped me. And he was like, why are you defeating yourself before you even start? And I went home that night and I wrote up the plans for grinding in real life. At first, I was just calling it you go, girl. But I'm like, well, I mean, that's cool, but that don't mean shit. So I made the acronym because in Cleveland, a lot of people be fake busy. Like, they be busy for social media. They don't be doing nothing for real. Right. So I was like, I'm in this studio apartment that's four fifty a month. <laughs> Uh, busting my ass trying to save money and being a better I'm grinding in real life Bing. and um, so I do a lot of things throughout the year to just kind of help convey the message my, my, the goal is to help girls realize their worth earlier in life than I do and so we do a lot of different projects uh, last year of course I couldn't do them but the things we do every year uh, 12 days of Christmas I'm finna change the name of it because I don't want people to think you gotta celebrate Christmas to do the shit because you don't but uh, I picked 12 girls and I let them mentor a shadow of 12 women in their um, desired career fields. So if you want to be a teacher, you're going to go to school and help teach. If you want to be a nurse, you go to the hospital. And we've had some really, really, I mean, just imagine a girl telling you she wants to be an engineer and you take her to Microsoft in Irving. Oh, you don't live here. Sorry. But you take her to Microsoft to mentor a black woman who's only 27, who drives a new Benz. And mm. you spent the day with her learning how to do the shit that she do you from the hood when you did you even know microsoft was in your city you know what i mean like i've had a girl who uh, wants to be the first black female president well you can't shadow one because you want to be the first but we were in columbus and i got to get her the highest woman in the government there um the minority whip of the house 
in Columbus and she got to go to a meeting and watch her speak. She got to speak on the house. She got to hit the gavel on the thing. Like what? She saw that you can do that as a black woman. This should be incredible for me too, honestly. Like one girl wants to be a mortician and we really got to go to a funeral home. Like that shit was gross. But that's what you want to do and you got to see it. You got to talk to a black girl who is 26, who drives a white Benz, who can tell you, I got this Mercedes after I started working here as a mortician. You're 15, I'm 10 years older than you. So can you. Damn. You get to see the whole funeral home. And right. we, we recorded it, turned it into a mini series. At the end, the girls get a present and paper party. So they get their hair and nails done. We get presents, they have food, it's music. It's a great time. And I just want them to know that your dreams are not dreams. Put them on a to-do list and let's get it done. Because somebody else already did and you saw it in real life because you were there doing it for a day. Hey, I do beautiful. that. Thank you. I do, I've been doing that since 2014. I do a back to school event where the girls will get not just a backpack of school supplies, but a tote bag of toiletries. I think people forget that little girls need deodorant, you know, hand sanitizer, lotion, um, pads. We get their hair and nails done. Just make sure they feel good when you go back to school. Everybody, parents can't afford that shit. Um, and I do a single Mother's Day brunch that I couldn't do so mad. But anyway, we'll have, uh, we'll invite single moms and their kids to come get a, a meals. You ain't gotta do nothing. We're gonna serve it to you. Sit down, enjoy the food. We have speakers from prominent women who are single moms or were raised by a single mom and all the women get gift bags. And so I'm just expanding upon that, just doing things in the community to let my people know that I care, you you can do the shit. Like it's not a, it's not some unrealistic, we love you and we're here for you. Hey, that's beautiful. Like that's it's it's so much layers that goes into that. That's just it's beautiful because a lot of people don't understand the importance of teaching. Each one yeah. teach one, you know. And like you said, you were shy. You went through some self esteem issues and people talking mm-hmm. bad about you. And the only way to make sure that doesn't happen to someone else is sharing your story and trying to help them and letting them know that you're strong and you can be whatever you want. And now you're giving them examples. You're showing them people Absolutely. in this field. You're giving them opportunities to have, you know, s- someone you can call on and just get a reference from, you know, like people sometimes mm-hmm. don't use their available options. They be having options, but want everything to fall in their lap. And you're showing them like hard work is what you need to do regardless. Even well, if you, right, you can luck up into a situation, but you still got to work hard once you get there. Exactly. So. You're back that shit up. So yeah, I just want people to know you have a network. You can do it. There's another woman doing it. Like it's, it's amazing every year. Just it's, it's so amazing getting these entries. Cause at first it was, I want to be a model. I want to be a model. I want to be a singer. And that's cool. But now I'm getting, I want to be an engineer. I want to be an Olympic swimmer. The only reason I didn't get her on film is because uh, UNT, the school, the college wouldn't let me film it, but I still got her hooked up with the swim coach at the college here. And they did a lesson off camera. Why, why didn't they let you film it? They didn't want their. It's a, like, cause it's, the actual team type, mm-hmm. you know. But right. I think that's dope that they responded and they were like, tell her she can come. We can't have cameras, but she can come. All right. So All right. still to be able to, to tell this little girl, listen, you didn't win, but the only reason you didn't win is because A, B, and C. But listen, here's her info. Please still go. Mm-hmm. You know, Black people don't swim. And so for a girl <laughs> in high school to want to be a swimmer, that's big. Yeah. It's yes, so, don't swim. There's so many other jobs out here besides sports and music like be a scientist be an engineer like you're saying like go be a swimmer like if you want to be a teacher be it it's so many jobs out here for blacks to do people of color in general to do they don't want us to right like they don't want us to and that's why i do 12 days of christmas like girl you went to microsoft yeah you can be an engineer look at all these black people up here and this ain't no like 70 year old black woman she's 27 Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like she still go out and kick it, and you can look at her and tell like she cool or hair done. Like that type of shit matter when you a kid. You looking at this fly ass black woman, and like you looking at this black woman who like still look good. She cute and she cool and she know the lingo, and so you feel like, oh shit, that can be me in ten years for real. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Uh-huh. That's beautiful. I didn't know you was doing it like that. I thought you was just putting on a little. It's very stressful. I don't sleep from October to December. It is very stressful, but it is the most rewarding thing I do in my life. You got an assistant during that time? <sighs> yes, but the problem <laughs> is I still have to be there to film every episode because I'm the host. 
And so if I got to work from these, like uh, if I'm on air from nine to three, I might have to film you because you want to be a teacher. I might have to be at the school at seven, leave there at eight because I got to go to work. And then I get off at three and I got another one at four. So like my assistant might have set all these up, but shit, I still got to go. Right. Right. So it's it's a lot, but it's incredibly worth it. Mm, yeah, that sounds rewarding. It sounds like it helps you sleep at night. I think that's what life is all about, is finding something where you don't feel like you're working, but it's something yeah. that gives you passion, gives you it gives you feel like you have a place, something you're supposed to be doing. Like your per- once you find your purpose, everything becomes easy, you know. So that's a I good love thing. It, yeah. Like I still yeah. talk to some of them. The one who wants to be a medical examiner, she's about to be a senior in college and she's still gonna be a medical examiner. That's beautiful. Like every time I see her on Facebook, that shit, I'm about to cry. That shit warms my heart. Like, mm-hmm. uh, she really <laughs> got to be a medical examiner. Mm-hmm. You a black girl, and you got to go to the the one medical examiner in Columbus happens to be a woman, right? And happens to say you can do it. Yeah, she can come. What? We saw brains in a jar. Like she really saw, and it smells in there. Oh my god! I believe it. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> but. The fact that she got to see it and she was like, now I know for a fact I can do it. Someone else is doing it. Mm-hmm. That's just beautiful. You're changing lives. You're you're impacting lives. You're changing mm-hmm. lives. And you're developing habits in people that they didn't know that they had. They're, they're yeah. learning from you. They'll never forget you. And they'll oh, tell God. someone else about you. And they'll tell someone else Ew. the program, how rewarding it is. So Am I crying? Yeah. Girl, you- I my lighter. Hell no. <laughs> the water works. I ain't about to be out here. We ain't doing that. <laughs> Shit. But it's, I'll be serious as fuck when I say I care about these kids. And you should be. That's the only way to. Yeah, yeah not so serious. I ain't about to cry. <laughs> this is a family show. Let me, like. Nah, that's for whoever wanted. Whoever wanted. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Got me out here crying over these damn kids. You're the first person to smoke on the show. So thank you for breaking oh, that. You the shit. first. <laughs> so. You said you're in Texas and you started in Ohio. So from Ohio to Texas, how do you feel about that decision? Do you think that was the best decision for you? It definitely was. I've been trying to get to Dallas since I was in Shreveport. Shreveport is two and a half hours away from Dallas mm-hmm. um, on one interstate. And so Dallas is the closest big city to Shreveport. Shreveport is a little smaller than Toledo. And so when you make it to Dallas, you made it. It's a In radio, uh, your market sizes are depending on your population and dallas is market five when you get to a top 10 market you good like you did it right i tried to work here in 2009 2013 and then finally in 18 and i was in ohio toledo cleveland columbus for 10 years and it's a long ass 10 years been away from your family like you you with your you with your home girl she can just go to her auntie's house that shit different when you have to get on a plane to hug your parents you have to get on a plane to see your best friend. You have to plan out when you're going to hug your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming back home and have my family lives here. Like, so being able to come back home and knowing I got cousins 30 minutes away, my favorite cousins 45 minutes away, my favorite auntie is up the street. Right. That shit helps you discover and remember who you are besides all this radio shit. Like, I can go over here and they call me by my government name. Like, <laughs> I'm home again. I, my mama need me. I can get in the car. The worst thing I got to do is gas up. I can go home, do whatever, and come back in the same day. That's just beautiful. Like, I might not stay here forever. You know, New York called me tomorrow. Bye. But I'm going to enjoy this <laughs> shit while I'm here. I'm going to enjoy this shit. Like, being able to hug my parents without having to get on a plane and know that when I get back on the plane, I ain't going to hug them again for 10 months. Mm. That shit, that shit help everything in my life. So before you said that, I didn't know Dallas was market number five. I thought they were just like two or three because I thought Texas so big that their market size was bigger. So that, you're five. Yeah, New York, LA, Chicago, uh, New York, LA, Chicago, San Francisco, Dallas, Houston. So f- where's Florida at? Is Florida ten? It, it goes by cities. Cities. Um, oh. Miami is in the top fifteen, but I don't think it's ten yet. Okay. It's very close. It might be like eleven, twelve. I think I might be thinking as far as like news. I think Florida was nah. 10 or something like that. Oh my God. So yeah, based on population and then their population is different. So like what city in Ohio are you in? I'm in, I'm in Euclid. So okay. Cleveland basically. Like, so like for you, the way radio counts, it would be Cleveland, Richmond, Euclid. Um, I don't think they count Akron, but like they count everything around. I think mm-hmm. TV would like only include Cleveland. They do. So it'd be a little different. Yeah, like Columbus says they're the 15th largest city in the country. And I'm like, no, you're not. 
but they're the 15 largest where people actually live in the city, not outside the city. Because nobody lives in Dallas, you live around Dallas. But that's because right, Dallas right, right. is foot. So yeah, it just depends on. But yeah, we market five. Yeah, I uh, I had a guy on who's a big shoe guy that lives in Texas, and uh, he talks about you know uh, how big it is, and he doesn't actually live in uh, Houston or Port Arthur. He lives like in the surrounding city. So I always said I have a friend who lives in Beaumont, Texas. Like she drives. Oh, yeah. To, to Port Arthur and like Houston, I mean stuff like that. So that makes sense. Texas is so big. I think it's well, it is the biggest state, right? Texas is big as shit. It like, is big. You can. <sighs> I want to. I want to visit. Like I'm thinking about trying to come to Texas in August. Like I'm just, really just don't go to the whole state. You know, pick a city. <laughs> yeah, like, I think Houston is, you. You'll love Houston. You'll love Dallas. You'll love Austin, San Antonio. But just don't go to one of them. That's those are my top two, Houston or uh Austin, because of the food and the things you can get to while you're there. So those are my top two. Austin is very white and very gentrified. It is also very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. Like beautiful. But you gotta count the black people. I counted 21 in two days and I went to the hood. Um not so 21. <laughs> I counted. I mean, I literally counted. And I went to the hood. I'm like, where the hood go to? 12th street cool but anyway so but it's beautiful okay um it's clean because you know it's the capital so it's clean it's beautiful like the grass and the water it's really nice houston is so black houston is like culturally black and just it's so beautiful and so black with that traffic gonna whoop your ass you know i'm really big into music and when i listen to down south music and rappers from Texas or singers from Texas, they always talk about Houston. They always talk about Houston, where they gonna be, what they yeah. gonna do with the slab riding and the trunks open. It's always yeah. in Houston. You know what I'm saying? I love Dallas, but Houston is blacker than Dallas. Like, just the culture, it's it's blacker. And I'm, I love that about Houston. I hate that mother, that traffic, though. And then especially, like, if you've never lived in a big city, like, I can handle it, but it's still bad for me, and I live in Dallas. Mm. So like, don't, when you come, if you have a friend in Houston, let them drive. <laughs> let, let them drive. But okay. still, you love Houston. The food, the, have you ever been to the South? I've been to the South, but I've never been to Texas. I've it's been hot. To, yeah, I've, I'll, don't pack my pants. <laughs> like, I'm for real, pack shorts. I came to, I've been to Georgia. I've been to uh, Savannah, Georgia. I've been to Orlando, Florida. I've been to Hilton Head, South Carolina, but I've never been to Texas, so. They have dry heat here. Louisiana has humidity, so it's not that bad, but it's very dry here. So in August, you'll, by August, we'll be in the 102s, 103s. Mm. Um, the heat index will probably be like 110. So just don't pack pants. You know, just shorts. Shorts are fine. Look, I go anywhere where it's hot where I can have my shirt off. So you talking it's about. I'm hot as fuck. And then Man. if you go to Houston, y'all can drive down to um, Galveston and go to the beach. I think I saw one of those on like one of those resort channels. When I'm mean, not resort channels, travel channels, whatever. Talking yeah. about the, the lakes and Probably. stuff. Like that. Galveston is disgusting, but they clean it in the summer. It's just <laughs> okay, it's nothing but the beach town, you know. Mm. Like it's really nice down there, though. It's nice in the summer. Okay, so then- talk to you about your book because you have a book and your book is behind you. So like. My choice to struggle to succeed. So like you know you have been explaining that you know, your shyness and being teased and changing markets and getting making your way up and down the ranks. So is, is that the sole reason for your book? I mean... No, this book is about the three months I chose to be homeless so I wouldn't lose my radio job. When I was in Toledo, I got fired in um, 2009 and I had a little part-time job. But I, I mean, I just couldn't pay my rent. So I got evicted. So am I going back to Shreveport or am I going to stay? The reason I stayed is because I had gotten a part-time job in Cleveland. Um, as Z1079. And I was on air Saturdays from nine to noon. And then throughout the week, I did like some stuff on a computer. I wasn't making no real money. It was like maybe $500 every two weeks, which I, I just couldn't pay my bills. But I was like, well, because I'm going to have to put my shit in storage and move in a motel. I ain't going to quit this radio job. I've been unemployed for almost two years. And so for me, it was the decision was it wasn't am I going to stay or go? It was how am I going to make it work after I stay? And so the book goes through the three months where I was living in a motel. And I mean, not not the Motel 6, but like truck stop prostitutes, 
Air Don't Work in July Motel. Um, me and my two cats <laughs> for 16803. Well, every Friday. And it just goes through how uh, me being on air hosting events, big events like Summer Jam 2011. I was homeless as fuck on the stage. Like, all right, we up. Homeless as fuck. Wow. Sleeping in my car, not eating for two days, going to the radio station, not even having the change for the vending machine. Can't get gum out that bitch. Like, I'm vegetarian. There's a time where I, I had a dollar and the only thing I could afford was a sausage biscuit and I had to eat it. Oh, threw that shit up like an hour later and was hungry as fuck again. And with no money, like just, and it just goes through the mentality of someone who can bet on themselves, who can be in a situation that fucked up and know you're going to be cool. I don't know how, but the how don't matter. You're going to be all right. Just know that you're talented and you're just going to bust your ass and it's going to work. And the book ends the day I moved into my hotel in Cleveland. I ended it there on purpose because my hotel, my hotel, my apartment was the size of shit, my living room and dining room now, if it was that big. And I ended it there on purpose because I want people to understand your happiness has to start inside of you. Your surroundings don't mean shit if you ain't right in here. And I was grateful that that apartment had a stove that I only had to pay you once a month. (laughs) Shit that I can walk outside and it'd be a hallway with other apartments because people live here and it's their home, not a crackhead next to me getting high as fuck looking at me like what? So it just goes through the mentality of someone who, what can happen when you bet on yourself? Right. And salute to Charlamagne, the guy, for writing a forward for me. Um, the forward was really perfect. It fit my book. It was perfect. Yeah, it's 88 pages. It's a great read. And I think it's for anyone who aspires to do anything. Someone tells you you can't. If you're telling yourself you can't, imagine a, a level of belief and success you'll achieve if you tell yourself you can't. Look at what's happening now as you're telling yourself the opposite. As bad as things are now, that's as good as they'll be later. My best friend told me that when I was homeless, and goddamn it, she wasn't right. I think for me, that's where I'm at in life, like not homeless or anything like that, but like I'm betting on myself. Like I have to make a decision, go back to a nine to five or just keep hustling the way I'm doing to mm-hmm. get to where I want to get. And I told myself the other day, like, if you want this, you're going to have to keep going through what you're going through. Like, and I was just like, I was kind of down on myself. Like, I'm just sitting in my car. I'm sitting in this parking lot of Costco's. And then I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to do it. Like, if I go back to be nine to five, I'll be miserable. And then I'll stop chasing what I'm chasing. And then if I stop chasing it, it'll get further away than where it actually is. Because it's not too far away. I just haven't figured out how to get over that last hump. Because once you get over there, everything's on that other side. But I haven't figured it out. And I almost gave up the other day. I almost gave up the other day. And I and I just told myself, like, no, nah, we just gonna keep going. So I'm gonna read the book. I haven't read the book. I'm gonna read the book. 88 pages. You can read it in a day. Yes. That's my type of book. I don't read anything that's over 200 pages because I don't like to read that long. So available on paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Mm, no, I, like, I like words. I like words. I, Me too. I like to touch the page. Like, yeah. I don't even like audio. I haven't read my own um, ebook because I just like to touch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all the orders come with a custom bookmark, and I have really cute packaging. It's available at grindinginreallife.com slash book. Is it on but your website? You of course, grindinginreallife.com. So we'll put all that in the link so people can just click on it if they yeah. want to purchase it. Absolutely. If you don't love me, I guess you can go to Amazon. That's cool. <laughs> you don't, it ain't going to be signed. <laughs> but you'll still get a book. You ain't going to get no packaging. <laughs> and I make less money, but go ahead. Right. It'll be in I am trying to get on box. that Amazon. I'm trying to get on that Amazon bestseller list for radio. Really? And I know I won't because I'm selling more of them on my website. But right now I'm going to get this check. Maybe on that next book. <laughs> So but that's this, what I was going to ask you. Is there another oh, book? Oh, there are three more coming. So the oh. second book is going to be called Route to My Plan to Prostitute. Um, it is not a metaphor. I really had a plan to prostitute. So the book will talk about the plan I made when I was 15. Um, I'm talking I had a list written out, like a, a real like plan, a backpack. I had a pimp, all this shit. It parallels with the three years that I spent in Cleveland. And it tells the story of how I started grinding in real life. And so what I do is 
everything that happened in Cleveland parallels to something that happened in my childhood as I'm telling both stories. And the point is, unless you uh, break your cycle, unless you recognize these cycles, you're going to keep breaking them. If you don't recognize the cycles, you're going to continue to repeat them. Absolutely. That was something I had to learn. Like, why do I keep, you know, the, you know, the, the, the saying is that you keep doing the same thing over and over as insanity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to start doing different things to have different experiences and different yeah. outcomes. And that's a hard thing to do because you're comfortable. You're complacent. You like that same thing. You like, I eat eat the same stuff all the time working out, but I had just watched this video of the day where this guy was like, that's why your stomach is bloated because you're just mm-hmm. eating the same thing. And you're not changing it. I was like, mm-hmm. I never think about that. Like, mm-hmm. so, I agree with you 110%. So I'm going to admit something that no one knows, not even best best friend in my family. After my first daughter was born and I was just struggling, didn't know what to do. You know, at one point I wasn't going to, but I had the thoughts of suicide, stuff like that. I thought about having sex for money. Like I did, like, like I I didn't know how to get it. I was like, man, it's got to be a different way than what I'm going through. Like, this is real. Like I was like, I was about that life. Like, I was homeless. You think I didn't think about it? Like, I ain't judging shit. shit. That shit ran through my head. But I didn't tell nobody that because I never took it anywhere. It was just something I thought about and contemplated. But when you said that, that brought it up. Like, yeah, I definitely thought about that. Listen, I ain't mad at nobody right now with an OnlyFans page. If I was a stripper and they closed outside, you motherfucking right, I'm starting to OnlyFans. Nigga, what's popping? Pay for these videos. If I had an audience, I would have an OnlyFans page. Like, I don't know what I would Like, fuck all that. Make your money, sis. Honey. <laughs> Fuck these get, people they ain't paying your life bill. Get your money because ain't nobody else gonna buy you the stuff you want. Ain't, okay, and they come they talking shit about you and downing you. But when's the last time they paid your phone bill or fed your son? And get and they're sending you free traffic by talking about your stuff too. Exactly. So. Don't let me start on OnlyFans to promote the book. <laughs> I thought about it. Oh man, so the, I what I do. the podcast yeah. is called Conversation with a Cancer, and I am a uh-huh. cancer. And so I, see. I like to always ask people what their experiences are with a cancer man or a cancer woman. That is really funny. <laughs> I just talked to a guy who was a cancer. Um, I'm going to say talk to. It was more of a he wants to get to know me. I'm attracted to you. Let's see where this goes. Um, one thing I noticed is that he was very vocal and not afraid to say this is how I feel you know I like you I think cool dude I'm like okay I like that all right but I'm a Capricorn so I'd be like that shit cool get the fuck off me like relax um (laughs) I need someone who's who's really strong you gotta be stronger than me I've been through a lot of shit and so I don't do it on purpose but I know that sometimes I can come off kind of aggressive it's just kind of strong I've been taking care of myself a long time. And the one thing I noticed when he and I were in person is he let a nigga disrespect me and say shit. I said something. And and afterwards, he was like, yeah, that nigga was mad disrespectful. But you you wasn't going to whoop his ass? (laughs) And kind of like, we're not together. We're just in the talking phase. But it's like, my homeboys wouldn't, my my brother wouldn't let a nigga talk to me the way that nigga did. You know what I mean? This is in Cleveland, of course. But anyway, like my, <laughs> my homeboys wouldn't let a nigga talk to me the way that that man did. Like I gotta like, hold on, nigga, who the fuck are you talking? Like I gotta do that, and it's a man sitting next to me. You know, like my daddy would never let a nigga talk to my mama like that. Everybody in the family gonna whip that nigga ass. You're getting shot. And so for me, if I still have to get up and do that, you're not my husband. My husband's gonna do that, and I'm gonna sit there and be a woman, and I'm gonna let him and go, yeah, okay, we'll piss it. You know, so right. that's my only experience with the cancer. Y'all cool, we can be friends, but I don't trust Damn. you to me. Damn, he gave us Dis- a bad rep. Disclaimer, disclaimer, he's younger than me, and so I think that has a lot to do with it too. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, let me not say it could I, maybe his mentally. We're not on the same page at all. This uh, is well, I mean. that's a lie, but mentally I'm further ahead than him. Being a gentleman starts at an early age. So watching you being disrespectful don't have nothing to do with his age. That has a lot to do with his character. That's, that's just fair. him. That's probably him yeah. just trying to avoid contact, or he probably wants you to tell him to fight for it. Like, you too old to be telling someone to fight for it. If you think someone disrespects me, you stand up for me, and we get up out of here, or you do what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Me and my friends believe in, if you want to fight somebody, can't nobody stop you from fighting them. Y'all going to fight. Plain and simple. So yeah, I don't I, like I'll that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think the I think the cancer part was he's he's sensitive and like mm. that's cool sometimes, but mm. 
not not sensitive like I think he a bitch, but right, just, right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, like sometimes though, like I'm a Capricorn, you gotta nigga like oh shit. So so what are Capricorns like? Explain to me because you we are saying very that. uh straightforward, um, hard working, creative as fuck. We are not gonna lie to you. We can do this little huggy huggy kissy kissy shit, but sometimes like nigga go to work. <laughs> like shit, like now I, I'm late. I was leaving my nigga house and um he called me like I miss you. We'll come over later. You're not. I got shit to do. But like <laughs> we're it's layers and you have to get through the layers. We're right. gonna work hard, we're gonna bust our ass, we're gonna love you. You're gonna know we love you. We may never go, I love you so much in that house, but you're gonna know beyond a shadow of a doubt. If you need some shit, I got you. Right. I'm gonna cuss your ass out the hallway because you stupid as fuck for doing it. But you know, by the time I'm done cussing you out, that shit handled. Mm-hmm. So it's like we we're gonna tell you what's up and we're gonna help you and we're gonna make you better, but we might hurt your feelings. Mm, mm, mm. I like that. I, I don't know nobody's other signs. Um, I just know what two signs I have two daughters, so I don't know what month they're born, so I know their signs, but um I oh we you love a Capricorn, we're the best. I mean, I don't Michelle know Obama and I have the same birthday. Okay, so when is your birthday? January 17th, also Betty White, also Jim Carrey. Um Al Capone. So what? So what? Do you, when, do you, when is y'all start and when is y'all end? What's our I know our end is January nineteenth. I think that's when Aquarius starts. The but I don't know when the start is. It's got to be December twenty third or so. My best friend's a Sagittarius and he's December twentieth. Let me. So has got to be around Christmas. So I have to look that up real quick. Not the the horoscope, but like, do I got anybody in that time frame? Because I don't know if I ever dated. Yeah, like like frame. December twenty third to January eighteenth. We're the best. Like honestly, we are the best. The only people who don't like us are people with low self esteem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, so yeah. I know one Capricorn, and we didn't date. Um, the and, best she, angel. and she's a really good friend. So you, I know it. And she ain't gonna never lie to you. She don't. She genuine as fuck. Mm-hmm. She don't. She I like married. her already. Hey, yeah. girl. She married. Hey, sis. She married, so our conversations can only be for so long. But she, oh, yeah, she's straight forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. She ain't gonna lie to you. Listen, I, hey, girl. I hope your marriage <laughs> is going great. I know it is because you a Capricorn, so you go, girl. <laughs> hey, sis. Oh man, that's hilarious. Okay. I love her already. That's my friend. Mm. So. You got two more books you say coming down the pipeline. Yes. After Cleveland is Columbus. After okay. Columbus, Dallas. Okay. So let's paint a picture here. All right. You said you're in the fifth market. But mm-hmm. you said earlier, if New York came calling, you would go running. So, ah. so what are your goals now that you're trying to set well, in so you can achieve? I'm going to be on a syndicated morning show. Um, that's the only reason I want to be in Dallas so bad. Tom Joyner, Ricky Smiley, like they work here, like literally on the first floor of the same building where I work. Mm. Um, so I want, I'm going to be on a syndicated morning show. After that, I don't know specifically, but I want to do movies. <clears throat> I want to do TV. I want to have a, 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 a show that's in the mind of a, a lady in a sketch show on HBO or um, just like a, a fun time type, late night TV, talk show, funny, comedic shit. Like, I am going to be huge. Also, um, I'm working on a travel series now where we go to different cities and highlight different Black-owned businesses in the cities. Um, basically, it's going to be like Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, but for Black businesses. You know, not no regular shit, but I, I found a Black-owned rental, a boat rental company in Austin. That shit, you know? Um, that's why I was in Ohio a couple weeks to go film um but that's coming that's gonna be huge that's gonna make a lot of money that's gonna be heavily monetized on youtube um and i don't know when it's gonna air but fuck it i'm starting a podcast uh july 13th uh dead air with lil d real raw not radio and it's gonna be a ted talk for real niggas so the episodes will be 10 minutes long no guests no interviews just me looking you in the camera similar to the monologue portion on a late night tv show but it's me looking you in the camera telling you about this certain topic and staying on topic and improving my point to you like one of the episodes is about why women should swallow um and <laughs> people think i'm bullshitting but i have real points like one you've swallowed worse 
You know how many ingredients in a McRib is one ingredient in sperm. But like, not just that, but <laughs> real <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> hey, real shit. Listen, listen, on on no pause. Let me just say pause. Men who be like, I can't be with another man because I'm not taking it in the face. That's cool. But we did all ingested some really nasty shit in our lives growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, when, like you said, when you were hungry and you had to eat that sausage biscuit with cheese. I remember we were so hungry and didn't have no money that we had to eat cold, uncooked kibasi. That was one of the nastiest shit I ever had in my life. Or the I'm first, sorry. Uh, just nasty. Shit. Like the first time you ever drank parmesan. Like why were we drinking? Uh, like, why why like, that's how I felt when I came to Cleveland and drank Rossi because it was a song and I thought that it was good. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah, so the podcast is going to be lit. Um, Once I get the, it'll be video and audio, and my goal is to get it put on Charlamagne's Podcast Network, and I'm telling you this on camera because everything I say happens. I want to be on his black, what's it called, Black Enterprise? Black, or the, the Black Effect. Black Effect. I want to be on it badly. Like, I think, like, I would be great for that, but, you know, time, I have to keep doing the work and get myself out there, but I want to go back to something you said. You said you want to do TV. You're already doing Absolutely. TV. You're already doing TV. You I'm already. executive producing. Listen, I everything I want to do, I'm already doing. It's just time to do it on a bigger scale. Right. I have so many plans, like shit that's been in my phone for six, seven months. But then I had time to sit down and then it all came together. Like things down to like, oh, write this name down. I don't know why, but just write it down. Oh, now I know how I'm going to use it. I do the exact same thing. Everything. Like from the questions that I send you from... Um, from the movies, because I watch movies, you know, and I do film mm-hmm. reviews. Like, I want to be in entertainment. Like, I write everything down. I, I have movie scripts. I have movie ideas. I have TV show ideas written down on my phone. So we might have to connect on that. I might have to shoot you some ideas and see what you I'm think. Really? We should definitely connect on that. But I, I'm with you on that. Like, I believe in, you know, you have to put it out there in the air. You know, you have to say it so it's it's, it's meant to happen. Like, a lot of people keep... No, nobody know how good you are or anything if you don't show it. People have to see no, it. Even no one likes it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still make beats. I'm no longer trying to be in the music industry. I just like making beats, and then I put out instrumental albums. Somebody want to buy them, come buy them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I can write my ass off. I used to be a paid writer. You know what I'm saying? But I know for a fact I like doing podcasts, and I want to write scripts. Like, scripts, TV shows, whatever you got, let me be a part of it. Like, and it's like now you are doing a podcast and you are writing scripts. Once you you got to look at yourself like tell your like tell yourself the truth. The truth is you already do it. You just need to do it to where you can pay all your bills from. Like when I was in Cleveland, I was doing sketch comedy with uh, me, Rob Ward, and B City, and we had the shittiest camera <laughs> and the quality was awful, but it was funny as fuck. Right. And now I have a good camera and it's crispy <laughs> as fuck, and we have clip on mics, and but I wouldn't know how to edit video or where to stand or how to get this b-roll if we didn't start that shit in cleveland everything i want to do i'm doing right. i'm just gonna do it bigger and bigger yeah i was told a long time ago when i was trying to be in the music industry by this guy that worked at the lava room he was like if you want to get big you got to leave ohio and i laughed in my in my head like why the fuck i need to get big to leave ohio but as i got older i'm like the opportunities that you're yeah. gonna get when you leave here and the people you can probably meet to introduce you to the next person is greater outside of Ohio. And I just wish I would have took him seriously and see where he could have took me. Not saying he would have took me where, but see what that would have led. So like. Well, I, everything happens on purpose. Hey. So maybe now you can go with the knowledge. Cause I'm sure there's a million people who'd be like, all right, I'm going to go. And then they'd be homeless as fuck and wind up back home. Right. So <laughs> now right. maybe do it the right way and like that's... so reason it took me three times to get to Dallas. i was ready mm-hmm. when you when you tell yourself and accept that you are who you want to be when you grow up you move different you don't play around with the shit because this is who you are right yeah like even doing podcasts and people be like yeah i'm gonna do your podcast and then they cancel and then i'll ask them one time do you want to reschedule if you don't respond now let me know you don't want to reschedule. I'm not going to chase you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to look. If you don't want to do it. Ain't no big thing to me. I understand. You moved on. Moments passed. You know what I'm saying? But my grind don't stop. So, so one thing that I want to say about you is that makes you very interesting is that 
your desire for the next thing is bigger than your last thing. This is what I'm just discovering, just talking to you. Like, it seemed like you said you wanted to get to Dallas for years and you got to Dallas. I'm in Dallas. I'm established. But now I want to go next. So my next one's going to be bigger than Dallas. I want to have a syndicate. Like, that's so dope. Like, I can admit I don't have that. I still have the, if I can get this one thing, I'm going to make this one thing a thousand. You know, I don't think about 10,000 things. I'll think about one thing and try to make it as big as possible, gain what I want from it, and then move on. Like, I just learned a little bit of that for you because it seems like you plan and then you execute and then your next plan is bigger than your last plan. That's a, that's a Capricorn thing. We're planners. So, like, my vision board is broken down. Like, I've had syndicated morning show on my vision board for years because that's what I want. But underneath it is some steps to get there, make more contacts in the industry, blah, blah, blah. And I'll check them off as I go. And don't let me fuck around and get sub goals for the sub goals. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't, I, I don't want to get overwhelmed. So like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and be syndicated, but can I wake up tomorrow and put out this YouTube video the right way? Okay. Boom. Now I'm consistently doing this thing. Check. And you'll just go up the list. Mm-hmm. I'm just going up my list. I had the car that I have now was on my vision board when I was in Cleveland. I got the car in Columbus. I don't fuck around. I am. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual as fuck. And I, I'm, I'm very aligned. I'm to the point where I can see shit now. So I know my future is bright as fuck. I don't have an actual vision board because I have everything in my phone, but I know the car I want. I know where I want to live if I stay in Ohio and I know what I'm trying to accomplish. But I need to start doing that because I hear a lot of people say they visually see it every morning. So they go after it. So maybe I need mm-hmm. to put one up on the wall because I don't have one. But It's different when you look at it. It's a different responsibility. You can't bullshit because it's like, fuck, I just saw it. How am I going to get this car? Mm-hmm. Let's get to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So I just want to say this was my favorite interview. And I'm just because oh. you don't know what you're going to get when you interview someone you don't know personally. Yeah. And just to hear how you how you talk about the things and the way you want things and what you what you're already establishing yourself to do. Like I told my best friend, she's my editor. I was like, I'm writing two 10 page books this summer. And I thought she was going to just say something different. So as soon as I finished, stop talking. She was like, fine, bet when we getting started like that, you know, like she already knows how my mind's work. And she just knew right off the back. Like, OK, yeah, he's going to do this. So I'm going to write two 10 page books this summer. And it just shit that I've experienced, like, my favorite places to eat, my favorite place to get sweets, like, something like that to let people see my style of writing, because I don't blog and professionally write anymore. So Mm -hmm. I need to just, I miss writing, so this is my way of getting back into writing. And if people want to buy it for $5, a little ebook, go ahead and get it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'll buy it. So it's going to come out this summer. Like, I've been working on the covers already. So I don't think it's going to take me long to write 10 pages, but I think it's going to take me long to figure out what I want on each page. When you wake up in the morning, start taking 90 seconds and think about and think about things you're grateful for. It'll come to you. You smoke? No, I don't. Oh, uh, you should smoke. Don't listen to me. I'm high. But um, <laughs> start taking like 90 seconds. Think about things you're grateful for and just clear your mind so that things can come into your mind that you need. Right. I tried to smoke once upon a time and I didn't get high and I gave it up. Uh, my best friend's like that. Like right. I, we, we got him high as fuck and he was not high. We smoked so much weed. Some people, it's something in them that like won't allow them. To, it makes me really sad. I'm really sad. <laughs> I was in the car before with four people and I, I experienced hot box and they was like, I was like, hey, y'all ain't hot. All that smoke in your eyes. They was like, we don't roll down the windows. We smoke. And they were all high and hungry when they got out the car. Like, man, I'm just ready to go home. Like it just, it never happened for me. It just That's unfortunate. Me. I'm really sorry. <laughs> so I just think like it wasn't meant for me to be a smoker, but I guess because it's the best weed I've ever had. But, but I, I'm I do, so sorry. I do want to own a miracle marijuana uh, marijuana clinic. So as you should, let's all yeah. get yes that that million dollars a year sound real good to me. Mm. <laughs> I got to stop. Mm. But. I don't, I know we uh, both have things, other things we have to do today. So I just want to tell you, thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to definitely stay in touch. We're going to be, we're going to be really good friends. Hopefully I'm going to share ideas with you and I'm going to support whatever you got going on because I like your hustle. I like what you're trying to do. And uh, I just really think you going places. And uh, when you get there, I'm like, well, she was on my podcast. You know, I'm going to let it be known. I'm like, D, little D was out here cutting up. So. 
but you're doing great things, not big things, but great things. And I hope you do get to New York and you get your syndicated talk show. And uh, I hope I can meet you there like my status is approving and we can just be on that same plateau. You know what I'm saying? So, well, let go. Yeah. I'm all for it. So, D- Lil D, thank you for coming on. I'm appreciative of you. You keep going strong and uh, uh, stay out of that Texas heat as much as possible. Hmm. <laughs> sure. Thank you for having me. This is no great. No problem. So, salute to you and I'll talk to you real soon. All right. Bye. Bye.